0: The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation.
1: Let me tell you about who deserves a shot at the United States heavyweight. I'm the champion. I ought to know. You know, I've, I've been size enough guys since I came to the WCW. And I think the one guy that stands out the most, the guy that I think has earned a title shot, L. Dandy, I think you're a heck of a wrestler. You're a great technician in the ring. You're a jam-up guy. Whoa. I don't see any Whoa. reason... Wait a minute. L. Dandy has been wrestling in, in in the cruiserweight division here. Please. He's a great wrestler. He's a great wrestler, but, thank goodness sakes, it's 50 pounds Who difference. are you to, to, to doubt L. Dandy? Because this guy's a serious professional. So well, let's talk about some serious how about Hypnosis, let's get through. Psychosis, psychosis. Whatever, whatever. He's a great wrestler,
0: you know. Hello, and welcome to episode 255 of the WrestleCast. I'm your host, Don Delorenzo, and I'm joined by my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jaunet.
2: Hey.
0: What's going on, birthday girl?
2: Not well. I'm celebrating my birthday. so October 17th. Got oh, to whole birthday
3: year. month. Birthday month. Mm-hmm. Okay.
2: Yeah, and it's, so it's like I would say it's just four weeks, but it, no, it was all of September, and then I'll give you 17 days in October, so you have all the time in the world to celebrate.
3: So, so the whole month of September, then the cool down the, the beginning yeah. of October, okay.
2: because the weather's better in October anyway. September has those, like, late 90-degree days and you're like, bitch, I didn't sign up for this. October, you get a good 72 and you're good to go. Over here, it's cold until, like, early November.
3: I mean, it's hot. Over here, it's hot until, like, early November. Oh, that sounds awful. I'm
2: sorry. I don't like that.
0: Anything good wind up in the gift box of Miss Didi Janet for this year's birthday?
2: um no no well somebody asked me if i wanted news but i don't talk to him like i I literally don't know him so it's like what
0: i mean stranger danger news and
2: and it's like if you're not just gonna like be bold and post it like why are you asking me do i want it like i don't know and then i go on your page and it's like i really don't know like i do i want it like i don't get me disappointed. So it, like, you know, I kind of left it up to him. I ain't replied to him though. He ain't sent it, so I guess it wasn't. But it needed to. Do. Oh, did the other guy send me news? No, he didn't send me news for my birthday. He sent me news because he a hoe. It
3: was just a regular day for him, huh?
2: <laughs> hey, it happens like that sometimes. No, I think did he send me news? Why am I acting like I don't know? <laughs> he he did not send me news. No, I didn't get any news for my birthday, and I didn't so, get any money So, so
0: everybody send, send you news. So what? So so what you're saying is oh, well, there's still a chance?
2: I'll reiterate. Yeah, I'll reiterate what I said on Twitter. I'll take your news. I would prefer money, <laughs> but I'll, I'll I'll happily you know read your news.
3: Are I the uh, are, are are the DMs open, Didi?
2: Yeah, my DMs are open. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't hop in there if you ain't hopping. My, <laughs> party, my, my DMs are open, and don't hop in there if you got a wife. I ain't trying to be my sister wife, unless you real fine and got a lot of money. Then maybe. They...
3: Well, I wouldn't know about that. I wouldn't know about that. Didi, you uh, got me blocked. So.
2: No, I don't.
3: Yes, you do. Why? Yes. Why? I have, you no, have no idea.
0: You
3: What'd you do? No, you got me blocked. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not check that. Yeah, I was completely blocked. I couldn't see your replies. Somebody was like, somebody was tweeting at you and then your name was popping up.
2: Which, which account did I block? Well, which account were you blocked on? Because don't you have like six? <laughs> we'll talk about that later.
3: I only have mm-hmm. two.
2: Are you blocked on both?
3: No. The other one, I can see your tweets.
2: That's what I thought. Okay, you're trying to make me feel all bad.
3: But my main one is blocked.
2: Well, which one is? Well, okay, fine. We'll talk about it later.
3: You probably didn't know who I was. You were like, "Why am I following this dude?" Like, that
2: sounds right. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't ever mean to block anybody. Now I mute people all day, but I don't mean to block anybody. I only block the problematic Caucasian people who argue with me. And then I'm like, "Why am I arguing with you? Who are you?" There was flagging you in your Abby.
3: The last thing I remember is I oh we were talking about TJP and TJP was on the screen. I'm like. This dude's giving me because he plays video games. I wonder what DD's is. A day later, I'll notice I was blocked.
2: But I feel like I saw that. Um, Maybe I hit the wrong
3: button. I don't know. <laughs> you didn't to reply LOL, but you said you replied, oh, blocked.
2: Well, you know I be drinking, Sam. Things happen. <laughs>
3: okay, know. anyway, I'm sorry. Continue with the show.
0: <laughs> the other voice that you hear jumping in. <laughs> The Rawcast correspondent, Mr. Samuel Kalunga. What's going on, Sam?
3: Howdy, howdy, everybody. Just over here in the great state of confusion.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week, carving out a little bit of time so we can get some of your thoughts and wisdoms on the week that was in WWE wrestling. So, we're going to jump right into it as we have lots of matches to talk about and review. Class of Champions was this past Sunday. Thank you to everybody who joined the live tweet, used the hashtags, say no to pre-show, and cast of champions. And also, thank you to everybody who showed up for the retro cast of champions as we watched the very first Class of Champions from 1988. So, the very first match on the kickoff show for this year's Class of Champions was our Cruiserweight title match between Drew Gulak, Umberto Carrillo, and lindsay dorado lindsay dorado misses the shooting star press carrillo heads up top the aztec press connects Gulak runs carrillo into the ring post and he cradles lindsay dorado for the win so the champ retains a uh, good little match v- very much the focus was on umberto carrillo he, this he pulled out a lot of his cool moves and he definitely looked like a star and hopefully we'll get a singles match between Drew Gulak and Umberto Carrillo. Okay,
3: so so who is this character? I think this, this is one of the things I texted you. Who is this person? I've never seen him before.
0: Um, he was on NXT and then...
3: He, oh, that's why. Okay. yeah,
0: He was good and then they kind of... <laughs> transition them off of NXT on the 205 Live because they needed more quality people over there. Our second match on the kickoff show, AJ Styles versus Cedric Alexander, United States title match. AJ Styles cut Cedric off with the reverse DDT. Styles then flies in <laughs> with the Phenomenal Forearm. Then AJ hits the Styles Clash and AJ Styles gets the win. After the match, the OC arrived. And they beat down Cedric Alexander. This match lasted about five minutes. Cedric got about uh, four or five things in. He got cut off. Phenomenal forearm styles clash. Then he got beat down. Golly, they buried his ass in his hometown. That sucked. Now it's time to start the show proper. As we start off with Seth Rollins and Braun Strowman. Defending the Raw tag team titles against, er, I'm going to call him Bobby Roode, even though my roots, my notes say Robert Rude. Yeah, let me call him Robert Roode, that's what I noticed. Yeah, I'm going to call him Bobby. And uh, Dolph Ziggler, the glorious show-offs, as I like to call them, personally. Dang it, Bobby. Bobby Rude sets for the DDT, but Braun takes out Bobby Roode while accidentally running Dolph Ziggler in the Seth Rollins. Braun then gets dumped to the floor. We get the glorious DDT by Bobby Roode to Seth Rollins. And we have new Raw Tag Team Champion. All right. So we're setting up the stage for later on tonight. Mm -hmm. Miss Didi Janet, your fantasy does not come true as last week. You were... usual. You were just hoping that he would leave with still a title. We were hoping he would have all the titles, but... At least one.
2: It's it's a it's a running gag. I never get what I want.
0: So we have Bailey facing off against Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Title. You get a big boot by Charlotte. Then she starts laying the boots to Bailey. Bailey exposes the bottom turnbuckle. Then she slams Charlotte into the turnbuckle. She cradles Charlotte up. Gets the three count. And then she ran to the back so fast. She <laughs> was like, I'm gone.
3: Hey, maybe she was like, hey, everybody, this is my impression of Earl Hebner. at, at 97.
0: <laughs> Yeah, man. He hit three count. He, The referee hit the three. She rolled out of the ring, grabbed her title and sprinted to the back. Uh, Sounds really funny. The New Day, they faced off against a revival in defense of their SmackDown tag team titles. Uh They really fuck Xavier Woods up in this match. I mean, there is this one part where he was like absent for like seven minutes of the match and they were just working over Big E. But Woods finally makes recovery. He's fighting for his life. He gets shot blocked and then the shatter machine follows. The revival refused to cover. They look to punish Xavier Woods' knee some more. Dawson then locks on the Indian Death Lock. Xavier Woods, he tries to fight it, but he eventually has to tap. And we have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions, The Revival. Mm. Mm -hmm. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross, they defended the women's tag team titles against Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Nikki tags in and heads up top, then jumps down and takes out Sonya. Nikki avoids the V-Trigger and then hits the Anarchist Suplex for the win as Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross retain. Uh, This was a, a nothing match right here in the middle of the show. Followed by another nothing match here in the middle of the show. Nakamura versus The Miz for the Intercontinental Championship. Nakamura sets the Kinshasa's counter. We get a score crushing finale by the Miz. Sammy distracts the ref <laughs> to stop pin. The Miz Boy, then chases guy. Sammy around the ring. Nakamura cuts him off and back in. He hits the Kinsasha and Nakamura retains the Intercontinental title. So basically, up until this point, we've had like Eight matches, I think. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven matches. And really, none of them have been worth a damn. Yikes. (laughs) The Cruiserweight match in the beginning. That's probably the best match out of the ones we've seen so far. Then we get to the part where business picks up. Becky Lynch versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. Sasha gets a chair. She slots it in the ring and then she grabs another chair while the ref is distracted and she nails Becky Lynch with the chair. The running knee strike follows for a two count. Sasha gets the chair again and the ref takes it away. This time, Becky grabs the chair and she's swinging for Sasha. But Sasha moves and she hits the ref. And the ref goes down. And at the time, nobody knew it. But of course, that's an automatic disqualification. So, with the ref down, Becky starts attacking Sasha with chair shots. But Sasha runs into the crowd as Becky chases and they brawl to the stands. Becky works at this armor, They continue to go deeper into the crowd and into the concourse. Back into the arena, they brawl back into the ring. Sasha spears Becky into the barricade Becky fights back with chair shots and uses the chair to lock on the disarmor the refs and the agents break it up as the champion stands tall now this was a hell of a match and a hell of a brawl they tore it down Sasha has reinvigorated Becky made her worth a damn again and she feels like the biggest star again this was fun. That was a lot of fun. Next match that wasn't so much fun Kofi Kingston versus Randy Orton, WWE Championship match. Orton sets up for an RKO, but Kofi travels him for a two count. We had the RKO by Orton, and he covers and then gets a the two count as Kofi makes the ropes. Kofi counters the punt, and he hits the trouble in paradise out of nowhere for the win. Yeah. This was like. Twenty minutes, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it mm-hmm. was the bad version of Randy Orton for twenty minutes. Damn. ah, so <laughs> slow. It'd be different if he like changed his speed up a little bit, but man, he just goes so slow, and so and he got most of the offense in this match too, so. It, yeah, it was boring. Uh, the Street prophets are talking backstage. Recap of the night when Keen Booker arrives and they have a the little <laughs> interaction, so that was really fun. Oh, hell. Roman Reigns versus Eric Rowan. No disqualification match. Roman hits Rowan with a pipe and runs the boom camera into Rowan and he does it again. The Superman Punch follows and Reigns then charges and he runs into a big boot from Luke Harper. The Bludgeon Brothers reunite and they just start destroying Roman Reigns. The claw slam for, from Eric Rowan connects and he pins Roman for the win. Wow. It wasn't the doppelganger, Miss Didi janet but he... What? He, he, he okay. did... He did have assistance, just as I predicted. I what? Uh, oh, I, know,
4: sure.
0: I, know, okay. I know. I know. All I know. I know. I know. I know. You got like a six foot seven, 335 pound plot hole. And a story you've been building up all summer and in, into the early fall. It's
2: so stressful. It's like, what? <laughs> if, if, uh, if this were the case, it could have just been him the first time. <laughs> <laughs> right. It makes me loud in my apartment. i Don't want them yelling at me tomorrow morning. I'm going to be quiet. But it makes me so angry. <laughs> so mad.
0: <laughs> Main event time. Seth Rollins versus Braun Strowman. WWE Universal Championship match. Braun hits a top rope splash, but when he connects, He comes up holding his knee. He has to hesitate before he can make the pin. And he only gets two count. Seth, he's working a sleeper hole. Braun starts to fade. He powers up and he escapes. And Seth hits a blackout for one count. Then Seth hits another blackout for a two count. The third blackout also gets a two count. Braun then looks for his power slam. But his knee gives out. And Seth hits the pedigree. And a fourth blackout. For the win. This was a really good match. It's like 10 minutes. They went real hard. Braun Strowman. Very impressive with that fucking splash. That was a really cool looking move and spot. So of course Seth is doing what all champions do. He's celebrating in the ring. Then he leaves the ring. He's celebrating up the ramp. Turns around to face the crowd. Give him that one last money shot on the ramp with the title. And that's when the lights start to <laughs> flicker, things start to go awry, and the fiend appears behind Seth. He lays Rollins out on the stage with his sister Abigail. Sam, Ooh. this was WCW uh, pay per view booking circa 1997 through 99. Perfect. C level uh, pay per view with a fucking A plus angle to end it.
3: Uh I'm more into '97 because by '98 '99 it was kind of trash. Uh,
0: by middle '98, yeah, yeah. So
3: yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, '97
0: booking. Yeah, '97 was a hell of a year for WCW, though. Y- yes, sir. Yeah, but this was a uh, the the main event. Roman versus Roman, say that five times fast. And Becky versus Sasha. Best three matches on the map, on the card. And they were near the end of the card. So we sat through a lot of ho hum to give you that.
3: I'm so glad I knew watched this. I really would have fell asleep.
0: Yeah, there were some there are some lows in there, man. It it wasn't uh it wasn't the hottest show that they've ever put forth for a pay-per-view but uh you know it is what it is it was what it was it like like i said it set up a really interesting thing coming into monday night raw which i'll turn over to you at this point mr samuel Colunga, for a raw cast report
3: all right we have monday night raw it is hold on to your hats, everyone it's the hulu version
0: <laughs> oh i get to do my feelings yes
3: I wish they, there was a, there's a segment, well, there's a series of segments that I wish they hadn't included because they were really <laughs> stupid. <laughs> My God. What did they put, did they, what were the alternatives? Because <laughs> they did not need to put this shit in there. All right, Monday Night Raw, September 16th, 2019, from the University of Tennessee. Uh, Seth Rollins comes down to the cut a boring 20-minute promo. Uh, Michael Cole calls him the monster slayer. He comes out and gives mad props to Braun Strowman for giving him the fight of his life. He talks about The Fiend and the crowd chants, "Yowie, wowie." Seth says that he will face him at Hell in the Cell. Uh, the, Firefly, the Firefly Funhouse interrupts. Bray says he's glad that he's okay. Uh, Seth calls him sick. Uh, weird shit ensues. Bray teases The Fiend might come out tonight. The camera focuses on Bray. Seth gets ready to fight. You know, he gets all, you know, he's like, I put this deuce up. But then Bray just waves goodbye and then just a little show.
0: And Ramblin' Rabbit is like, get out of here, run. Don't do it. You don't know what you're doing. And he like squaps him. Trying to give him the warning.
3: Nice. Okay, so the commentary tells us the card is the Firefly music plays and the card appears upside down. Uh Dasha mm-hmm. Dasha tries to interview Braun. Braun says the next person he needs to get in his face is gonna get his hands. All right, so come on, piece of junk. All right, the new Rock Tag Champions, uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph, come down. The new SmackDown champions, The Revival, come down. Uh, Bobby Roode talks, and the crowd begins to wet him. Uh, Brody the Strowman comes down. The Revival try to cut him off at the ramp. Brawn makes short work of both men. Roode gets out of the ring, and Dolph takes the brunt of Braun's punishment. Brawn goes back to work on all four of the outside, shoulder tackling them one by one.
0: So, let's get this right. You just crowned these new tag team champions. They just formed a new team. Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler. They have their first title shot. They get the belts. You got the revival. Defeat the new day. And then what do you do? You have Braun kill both teams? What the fuck are they doing?
3: They- well, just like just like later on, you had Bailey come out to stop uh, Charlotte, and Charlotte's just like Just boots her, and that's pretty much the end of that.
2: Psych. And it was a terrible boot, but that's okay.
0: Psych. Do you ever want us to care about tag team wrestling in this company? Do you? Because you fucking just murdered both sets of champions with one guy.
3: Right, one guy who actually won the titles with a child, (laughs) was a ten-year-old boy. Okay, so Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross are drinking coffee backstage. Uh, So I couldn't understand a word that Nikki was saying, so I'm just going to go off of what Alexa says. Alexa says something about the titles, or taking the trash out, or it's it's trash day, or put the recycle out with the trash, or something. Something about trash. And that's pretty much all I got out of this promo. Okay, so uh, R-Truth and Carmilla are in a basketball museum.
0: He lets her know. Is
3: anything anything pertinent or is it more like weird shit?
0: We got some skippage here. Uh, Cedric Alexander and the Viking Raiders, they faced off against the OC. Eric battles back. He tags in Ivar for the hot tag. He runs wild on the OC. He tags in Cedric Alexander who hits the springboard clothesline. It breaks down. Alexander hits the back handspring kick. Then AJ Styles pins Cedric Alexander with the phenomenal forearm. So they brawl after the match. Ivar flies to the floor, wiping out the pile. And then Alexander eats the super Styles clash off the ropes from AJ Styles, who stands tall.
3: See, I would have rather watched that than the crap that came
0: out later. Uh, Tough 24 hours for Cedric Alexander. He got this Mm -hmm. phenomenal forearm in the Styles class on Sunday. Then he got the fucking Super Styles class on Monday Night Raw. You know the Super Styles Clash, The most dangerous move in wrestling.
3: Indeed. So, r Truth and Carmilla in the basketball museum. He lets her know that the decorative ball above them could fall and they could get squashed at any moment. Is it a little subliminal messaging there? <laughs> they could get squashed. Or is Arthur not that smart? To come up with that on his own,
0: I'm pretty sure he probably has some help.
3: <laughs> uh, Libertarian Glenn Jacobs appears out of nowhere. They make jokes about the Tennessee Volunteers women's basketball team. Artru's he says he knows Glenn from somewhere. Is he Magic Johnson? Is he Larry Bird? Uh, Glenn says he has a limo waiting outside, and he'd love to show him around Knoxville. Is this a is this a possible pretty, possible pitting predicament that Mayor Jacobs is looking to get truth in? Uh, Let's see. All right, Don. Through the annals of WWF, WWE, we have had some classic matchups in the King of the Ring finale. There's been, for example, Bam Bam Bigelow versus Bret Hart, Brock Lesnar versus Rob Van Dam, and even the classic Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Jake the Snake Roberts. It's 2019, and we have Chad Gable versus Baron Corbin.
0: Oh, but don't sound so damn, my friend.
3: Chad Gable pulling a hell of a shit, a hell of a match.
0: Uh, Baron Corbin held his own too. They had the, really? there was two people in there.
3: Nah, <laughs>
0: nah.
3: This uh, Chad Gable showed showed the hell out, and Baron Corbin won. So whatever.
0: <laughs> uh, yes, y'all be mad if you want. King Corbin is in the house. I was thoroughly you like to watch the world burn is what I've noticed. I I was thoroughly entertained by all of this. The match was fantastic. Uh, Like you said, Chad Gable put on a show and Baron Corbin kept up his end too. And then uh, Baron Corbin got the win with the fucking end days out of nowhere. And uh, yeah. King Corbin in the house.
3: So anyway, all right, so the Street Profits are backstage. Apparently there's a gender reveal party for Maria's baby. Is there going to be a hand? That's the only way this could be interesting. And I'll put on my notes, why was this not cut out of the Hulu version? Uh, So it ends up being a boy, and Maria announces that it belongs to Ricochet, or something. Uh, Mike slaps Ricochet and tells him to meet him in the ring. This is dumb. So you get Ricochet versus Mike Kanellis. Mike tries to get Ricochet to fight him, instead of just going after him and beating him senseless. Ricochet is obviously holding back but he gets pushed and he makes quick work of Mike. And that's the end of that. Firefly, firefly, yeah. firefly fun house time. Bray has a wall uh, frame photos of some of the superstars that super he's put out. Their eyes are X'd out. Uh, he said something that I wasn't paying attention to.
0: Uh, back hey, in the ring, Maria he says that he needs to go find some more friends.
3: Oh, okay. Sure. Maria's on the ramp yelling at Mike. She says Ricochet is not the father but if she but she figured if she embarrassed Mike enough, maybe he'd man up and step up for their unborn child. Maria says that she is going to reveal the father of her the real father of her child, and then Rusev comes out and marches to the ring.
0: Mike is crying. Okay, so hold on, Miss Didi Janet
2: hmm
0: How do you feel about the this version of Rusev? He
2: he's fine, I like him. Mm-hmm.
0: Even with that Tom Selleck, Mr. Baseball Mustache?
2: I don't mind it at all.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> it is okay, okay with me.
3: <laughs> this is still dumb. This is the dumbest thing ever. Mike says that if Rusev is the father then congratulations, he throws the mic down and leaves. But Rusev lays him out. Oh, I mentioned how dumb this is. The bell rings and we have a match. Rusev can no wait. Rusev kicks Mike, puts him in the clutch and Mike taps out.
0: Where the is law. And how the hell did you propose to Rusev? Yeah, we're going to bring you back. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do this, and this is going to be what your story is going to be. And yet, your wife? Nope, she can't be anywhere in sight.
2: Huh?
0: Yeah. Did you go so for that, we- Ms. D.D. Shanae?
2: I will stab you. So <laughs> No.
3: <laughs> so, Libertarian Glenn Jacobs shows our truth of stadium where the volunteers play. Glenn introduces R-Truth to his friend, the Knox County police officer. Glenn says, not only is he a cop, he's also a referee. r realizes what is happening, tries to excuse himself, runs into the goalpost, knocks himself out, and Glenn Jacobs pins R-Truth and becomes the new WWE 24-7 champion.
0: And when he's running up the tunnel, he's like,
3: you still got it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I still got um, it. I still, I still got, got it. it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's pretty funny.
4: Uh, uh, more shout fire out fire to fire. uh
0: shout out to Jade to the Max because they were all over her favorite school in the world. The University of Tennessee on her football field and their Hall of Fame and talked about Pat Sutton. So yeah, this was a real Jade to the Max centric episode this week.
3: I like how like uh our truth was like, what, they're volunteers? So it's like the little Santos from the Salvation Army reading the bill. <laughs> All right, so more Firefly Funhouse. Bray puts Now Bray puts Seth's picture on the wall. All right, so we get a vignette for the AOP. They sit in chairs and talk. And uh, they mention the WWE tag teams, and they call them soft.
0: S-A-W-F-T. Oh, right?
3: Sure. So what, what, did I miss something? Were you gonna, uh, you were gonna... Rey
0: Mysterio and Cesaro, they had a match. Cesaro works into the three, and he goes until Ray counters into a Hurricane Rana six one nine, and then Rey Mysterio hits the code red for the win.
3: So so far they've cut out two matches and they've and they kept in like stupid shit.
0: They gotta drive home the returns and the interesting um storyline, sir. I I'd rather see matches.
3: All right, so Boston hug connection versus Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. Okay, what is Bailey heel Bailey? As I learned at the pay per view, heel Bailey still come out with that theme music and the wacky inflatable tube man.
0: Because heel it Bailey comes- isn't really heel Bailey in her eyes. She's showing people how to be loyal and be there for their friends no matter what their friends I, are. I see and it. How they act.
3: You know, I wish there were three people at the at the at the announce desk who could tell me this. <laughs> It comes off very flat because it has no reaction. At least if she had a heel intro, the crowd can boo or show their disapproval in some way. This Mm -hmm. is just weird.
0: They might end up changing it here soon.
3: Okay, so Sasha Banks during the match makes Nikki Cross tap out. Why were the titles not on the line? I would rather see that. Sasha Banks grabs a chair. Becky Lynch hobbles down. The two women and she has her own chair. The two women have a chair fight. Bailey gets in the ring and now she has a chair. Charlotte Flair comes down. Uh, Bailey, the stooge, comes, goes to attack her, but Charlotte gives her a little kick. And then she, like, falls over, like, some kind of, like, comedy show or something, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, the two women corner Sasha. Sasha goes after Becky, but Becky hits her with a chair and then gets gets her out of the ring. Sasha crawls away, and the two ladies try to regroup as they go up the ramp. That was not a good look for those, for those two at all. Are you guys there?
4: Oh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah, okay. right, we agree. Sasha is in the locker room. She cuts a promo at the camera addressing Becky Lynch and challenges her, challenges her to a rematch at Hell in a Cell. Uh, libertarian Glenn Jacobs arrives in his limo. R-Truth is riding on the roof. Glenn gets out of the limo. R-Truth carries him and pins him becoming the new 24-7 champion. Glenn goes to choke clam R-Truth, but then Truth convinces him not to, reminding him that the title is 48-7, just like his job. <laughs> the two call the truth and they enter the, the arena to enjoy the rest of Monday Night Raw uh, Becky Lynch is backstage, she addresses Sasha in her own promo you know I really wish they would let them write their own promos because the way she the way she spoke has a You see, the words that she uses, okay for example she says I got fined after I inadvertently hit the ref that is the exact same thing that Michael Cole said when he was describing it during the recap like she could say something else like, Oh, when I hit the raft or no, when I accidentally hit the raft or when he got in my way or something. It just seems like it's just like so much of like revert like regurgitated garbage. I don't know. I might be the only one who thinks this, I don't know. All right, so Seth Rollins versus Bobby Roode. Uh, I like how Renee Young calls dolls pants Forever Twenty One Jeans. Dee Dee, do you agree? I do. Yes. <laughs> I didn't really see it. What, what, what was it about them?
2: I don't remember them, but Dolph has terrible style, so if that's what she said, I fully believe she was quite there. Probably like acid wash with holes in the knee. He seems like the type. Remember
3: when he came out with that dim jean jacket? Yeah, it, it wasn't, that, that wasn't a good look at all.
2: The last time his style was good was when he still had brown hair. So it's like, eh. <laughs>
3: hey, Don, remember when they, when they dyed his hair so he could look like, what was his name? Oh, you probably weren't watching it at the time,
0: Don. No, I probably wasn't watching then.
3: Yeah, he was, uh, dang, who was the other guy? He was, he was in a tag team with the Kofi Kingston. They called, they were called Air Boom.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely don't have, it known from like two thousand like nine or 10 to like, till we started doing this show, probably like 2000. Even more, even more. Evan Bourne. Oh, Evan Bourne and Kofi Kingston were a tag team? Yeah, they were called Air Boom.
3: So, okay, so one... I don't know. For some reason, Dolph was still being uh, managed by Vicky Guerrero. And he came out with brown hair with, like, just from in. Like, it looked looked really, really, like, (laughs) fake. And everybody was like, oh, look, he looks just like Evan Bourne. And he quickly got rid of it. (laughs) Alright, so, uh, the match happens this one could be
1: over. Rollins able to block and then slip underneath and he's got Robert Roode up high into a buckle ball. Wow. Kick. Stop. Good night, Robert. Cover by Rollins and Ziegler breaking things up. The officials has got a call for the bell. Things have just gone from a bad to worse for Rollins Because here comes AJ Styles and the OC Anderson and Gallows And Seth Rollins trying to fight back But he finds himself in a 5-on-1 situation OC continuing to run rough shot over Monday Night Raw Seth Rollins finds himself in the crosshairs The magic killer Can't even stand He's defenseless Wait a minute Could it be? Yes! The Demon Kane The big red machine Bringing hell back to Monday Night Raw The Demon Kane Marching to the ring And the O.C. Trying to confront Kane! <laughs> Vintage ditch Kane with a choke slam! <laughs> the OC suffering the wrath of the devil's favorite demon! Double choke slam!
3: Was
0: hot garbage. What the ending? This was actually a really good no, movie, the whole show. Bro. If you watched did, it, in, yeah. if you watched it in the whole three hour context, if I watched show, it in the whole thing, I would I would jump off the roof. Uh, no, except for the Maria part, it was actually really good.
3: That really killed it for me. That and like some of the other stuff they did on there, was just like this is all oh, the. I mean, even though Our Truth really entertaining and everything, that kind of that kind of took me out of it for a minute. I don't know. Like, the the Rollins and Rude match was okay, but then just the way they knew it was just really stupid. And then they had all that other stuff happening. It happened at the end, which was really great. Uh, the tag match with the women was okay. But, yeah, it's just, it was, that Maria stuff really, really killed it for me.
0: It killed the crowd, too. They, they were hot to really? start out. And then Chad Gable and Corbin had them going. And then they came out with that, and then it took a minute for them to get back up. It was probably when uh, Becky Lynch came out, and they had the chair fight where the crowd kind of like got back into the match, but that was probably like an hour, (laughs) 20 minutes after the start of the show. But all in all, except for that one, that strange little whatever 20 minutes of TV, it was good because it was cool to see the Firefly Funhouse kind of sprinkled throughout the whole show. It's the most we've seen of Bray and the Fiend and him interacting with somebody else.
3: Wait, so that's not every week?
0: Uh, not like that, no. no, uh, okay. I thought that was
3: like, I thought that was pretty much like a, a, a portion of the show.
0: No, they've been, they've been trying to fight their norm and not overexpose it. Oh, uh, okay. That's really shocking. Yes, yes. So, <laughs>
3: Was it remember when uh, like a, oh God, a month or a month or two ago, but before the fiend made his first appearance, they were sprinkling like the little characters all around like mm-hmm. the arena. Right. I thought I, I was the only one that noticed that because I think somebody was walking and then you see like the vulture, his hit popping out of a crate.
0: Yeah, it was like the Miz one time. They were like pop things were popping up while he was walking. They you know how they do that where they're walking to the ring as they go to commercial before yeah. the match starts. Yeah, yeah. They, they they're they're not doing that quite as much. as either like he's on the show or he's not.
3: Oh, okay. It's one of those. Mm-hmm. Just just the, the way the way this was put together it made it seem like this is happening every week.
0: Oh no. No, this was the first time that we had kinda an extended Amount of him being a part of the show like this. Oh, uh, would, would you think uh, of the the ending where they kept playing the song at like the chop the screw like it was like a record skip? Yeah,
3: when it was like, like when it was like slowly distorting, that was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, that's kind of like the whole thing with the graphics being upside down. It's kind of like the fiend is disrupting, disrupting shit
3: do you think they need to bring attention to it though like when Renee was like why is that upside down or do you think it'll, if they just don't
0: notice like I don't know I, well, I don't know how to when Renee brings attention to it it lets you know that it wasn't on purpose that it was on purpose
3: because I'm a, I'm two cool minds about it because I, I like subtlety but at the same time I like that they notice things because mm. if they didn't notice things it would just be kind of stupid
0: yeah yeah it, but it's just so she knew it was done on purpose.
3: Well, I knew that, but I thought she was just trying to be like, oh, what is going on around here? But then nothing else really happens except for. Well, oh, yeah, then we'll take a, I'll take that back because he did pop up on the screen on the Titan Tron every now and then.
4: hmm.
3: Hey, Dee, Dee guess what I tried the, uh, about a week ago? What? I purchased and tried that Sour Patch Kid cereal. What?
2: How old are you?
3: I wanted to try because I wanted to see what it tasted like. It literally taste 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 it? tasted like Sour Patch Kids in a bowl with milk.
2: Ugh, that sounds horrible.
3: It was... was horrible.
2: Okay, All right. That's what I thought. Because
3: I usually when they have these like specialty cereals, they don't mm. actually taste like what they're, what they're supposed to taste like.
2: Okay, yeah.
3: Like donut, like they have those like Hostess Donut cereal. I'm pretty sure they don't actually taste like real donuts.
2: I don't
3: even know so, what yeah. you're talking about. Those right so little host, the little bag of donuts that they have it for hostess or whatever. Sure. Little powdered donuts, whatever.
0: Yeah, Cinnabon cereal is still is the ultimate best. Does it actually Isn't taste it like Cinnabon real cereal? To Hell yeah! It's like little little cinnabun cereal joints, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's good. Salt is fucking Jane. Mm-hmm. The box is really small though, for like five bucks.
2: Oh uh, keep that I'll just get a cinnabon.
0: <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the shit. And I
3: oh uh, gotta run. I'll see you all later.
0: Oh, okay. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. Did we get the sour patch meter this week?
2: I'm sure it was at a one or a two.
0: Fairly yeah. <laughs> <Barely> low, right? <laughs> Before we move on to the SmackDown Matters portion of the show, please, please support the CSPN and the WrestleCast by going over to CSPN.us click on that tab that says keep our podcast free do some shopping with Amazon.com click on Amazon do your shopping as you normally would some of your purchase will come back to the CSPN to help keep the WrestleCast free each and every week so shop at Amazon.com through CSPN.us and do it today all right, Miss D.D. Janet, it is time for SmackDown Matters coming from Atlanta, Georgia.
2: Oh, from Atlanta. Love Atlanta. All right. The New Day arrives to kick off the show. They have a match with Randy Orton in The Revival. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh, there it is. Oh, 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 oh Big E. The RKO machine. And it's Biggie Biggie sending Orton into the post! Thank goodness, Biggie just DDT. Wow! Woods perched up top!
4: Bad Whoa. knee at all! There's oh.
1: no way! Nobody's in- uh. Woods with the elbow! Almost the entire distance of the ring! Unreal! And oh right, now it's Colby Kingston back up to his feet. Don't turn around, Dawson, don't turn around! That's oh, that's a paradise down goes Dawson! The good feelings and the good vibes continue for the new day. In layman's terms, Mr. Kingston, what that means is the following Kofi, my client, Brock Lesnar, hereby challenges you to a match. For the WWE Heavyweight Championship of the World on Friday night, October 4th, at the Friday night SmackDown premiere on Fox. When I won this WWE title at WrestleMania, I made a promise to the entire WWE Universe that I would be a fighting champion. So as far as your challenge is concerned, I accept. A wise decision, Kofi. The WWE champion just found himself in the crosshairs of the biggest gun in the arsenal. The F5 is a harsh reality.
2: I understand being a fighting champion. But why don't nobody be like, bitch, who are you? No! No! <laughs> What? no you can't have a title match fuck out my face it was Practice
0: like music. it was like huh is that right. is right. that Brock's music and then he mm-hmm. comes out there it's like oh no it's like, like oh you already no and then for me it was like once Kofi gave him the match and he you know it was set it's just like right. let him be you got your match. You, uh, you don't have to do anything to the man. Just let him be. Right.
2: It's like you. I don't have to give you anything, but I did. Why? Why? Why would I? If I was gonna give you a match, I'd be like, yeah, I'll give you a match. Once you be, I'd be like, you got to beat them all. Go be Randy. Go be Joe. Go be everybody I on fought in the last three months since Joe has been here. Since you think you deserve shit, but that's me. I'm petty, and I believe in fairness. Although life's not fair. Shout out to your president. Anyway, Bailey and Banks arrive. I like that. You know, I like alliteration. Sasha comments on her Hell in a Cell match with Becky. Bailey says that Banks will answer more questions in the ring tonight when she beat Charlotte. We see highlights of Roman versus Rowan. Come on, alliteration. From the clash, including Luke Harper's return, Cole now interviews Rowan. He asks him about Harper, and Rowan says that Cole should just ask Luke. Cole then questions Rowan about his attacks on Reigns, and Rowan says he wanted to scare him with a doppelganger. Can we talk about the doppelganger? Never? No? Okay, fine. Sure. Uh, Rowan tells Cole to lower his volume. Wait a minute. I like that. You better tell somebody to lower their volume. Fuck yes. And says he did what he did to show Reigns. He's not in control. He has cancer. He knows he's not in control anyway. Rowan has been disrespected for far too long and treated like a goon and a puppet. That's true. He's a leader. That's debatable. In regards to Daniel Bryan, he's Bryan's intellectual superior. That's rude but who knows he will learn to not disrespect him again i like this attitude on him sammy arrives oh no that's it how do you feel about
0: it it was funny every time that michael cole gets uh threatened it's always a great uh
2: it's like an angel gets his wings right Right.
0: and it and he seemed more um the promo seemed a lot better, a lot more natural in the setting like this than instead of the in front of the audience in the ring. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, he came off stronger in his speaking this week.
2: Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, Samito arrives and actually reminds us that Ali recently bu- beat Nakamura. This is a different Nakamura. They attack Ali because <laughs> who fights fair? And Nakamura beats him down. They're Kinshasa. Um Kevin always arrives in the crowd and takes a seat. Oh yeah, 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 because Kevin got fired last week. Shane mm-hmm. has been served with papers and he's not happy. That's right. Cause you assaulted him. The fuck? Shane arrives and is flanked by security. He gets special instructions as Kevin shows off his ticket from the crowd. Shane is not amused by the papers he was served and tells Kevin to come to the ring. He does. Security makes a wall to protect Shane. Shane tells them to step out and says the papers he was served with were for a huge wrongful termination suit worth twenty-five million dollars. If Kevin were to win, what an icon! Can we just say
0: that's smart, brilliant,
2: right? Like you, you, and it's like some you know sometimes you are a net will employee and sometimes no bitch you can't fire me because I didn't break the rules for you. It's not a thing. Sorry. So I like, I like when there's a little bit of realism in my shenanigans. Like, no, you, no, honey, you can't just fire me. It was wrongful. Thank you so much. So Kevin tells him to shut up and calls him a dumbass. Shane says his case is weak. But Kevin says he's wrong because Shane has been targeting him for weeks. Shane fined him for attacking an official, which Shane did last week when he attacked Kevin. Factual. Actual factuals. But Shane didn't get fined. He fired Kevin. Kevin says he just did the job he was given, also true, swallowed his pride, also true, and did Shane's bidding, also true, but Shane still failed and tapped out. Boom, roasted. Nothing hurts more than tax. (laughs) Mm. Shane then tried to take everything from him, and now all Kevin wants is to hurt Shane, and the best way to do that is by attacking Shane's wallet and his pride. Kevin then says that the papers say that when he wins, he gets to come back, stare Shane in the face, and fire Shane. He bails as Shane looks dumbfounded. What an icon. Who does it like the Canadian?
0: Yeah, this was pretty strong after last week. He was looking so weak. They at least gave him some backbone this week and gave him some yeah. smarts.
2: You start hanging out with Chomp, but things go a little bit better for you. <laughs> You got to surround yourself with the right friend group, okay? Uh, Ric Flair is backstage with his daughter. Okay. We get a good AOP video package. Same one that was on Raw. It was subtitled right they Mm -hmm. weren't speaking English okay that's what I thought I saw I like subtitles personally uh Offset is here to introduce Charlotte because you know he's like an adopted child of Ric Flair or maybe a real child it is Ric Flair (laughs) who could know
0: he was in the uh Ric Flair robe as well at first I thought he was about to get a little bit of the Ric Flair drip (laughs) but no he just came out there and introduced Charlotte
2: I mean, I guess that's fine too. So, yeah, Charlotte and Sasha have a match. Charlotte kicks Sasha to the floor. She heads up top and moonsaults onto Bailey and Banks. They work into counters, and Charlotte locks on the figure eight. Bailey makes the save, causing a DQ. We consider DQ's distractions, so please take a sip. Post match, Carmella makes the save for whatever reason. Carmella? Likes- Carmella. What? Don't know why, but she did. I don't know if it's bond stick together type shenanigans or she, why must,
0: she must feel like she is entitled to a SmackDown women's t- title match or something.
2: That's so interesting because if you're entitled to anything, it's the 24 seven title because you've helped our truth win it like 18 times. <laughs> like you could just pin your friend and I mean,
0: you know, this is the first like, time Sasha and Charlotte have wrestled in like over a year, almost two.
2: Really?
0: After yeah, I feel like they used after to like
2: every other week. Yes,
0: after, I was about to say after like two years of them wrestling like every month, twice a, three times a month.
2: That's crazy. I wonder if they miss each other.
0: They kind of, they they kind of were. It was a little rough in the beginning. You could tell they haven't. Like wrestled. the rhythm
2: wasn't bad.
0: Yeah, they hadn't wrestled each other in a while. But then by the middle of the match, it started getting back to where it usually is.
4: That's good.
0: Yeah, these are the two ladies who well, I'll put it like this. I went looking for NXT to watch Charlotte
2: mm-hmm.
0: but then when I got there, I fell in love with Sasha Banks.
2: Yeah, I remember them being like the big thing before the call up because I remember the Iron Woman matches and all of that stuff. So yeah,
4: mm-hmm.
2: I'm glad they get to be the Big boss, bitches again, I don't know why Carmella came up. But anyway, uh, as you may know, the boring Corbin is um, king of the ring. So he has to have a coronation ceremony.
0: And dress him properly.
2: Yes, sure. Whatever. Uh, Corbin arrives and puts on the crown and the cape. Corbin says he knows he's a breath of fresh air as king. That's interesting. He's the king. They need it because you can believe in him. He's dominant, strong, gen- generous. Ooh fair mm. and as his first act as king he wants to recognize Chad Gable who arrives Corbin says it's big Okay, Gable to come out here Shay, because he's a little upset about the results I will punch you in your throats okay <laughs> as somebody who is 5 foot 2 don't make jokes about my height I know how tall I am get out of my face like I'll, I'll dead ass punch you in your sternum or like your solar plexus I step on your instep don't play with me i don't find it funny i'm not vertically challenged how you do dog it's another there all that what's the call not oxygen carbon monoxide because it's all up in the atmosphere because you're 17 feet tall because you got pituitary issues but anyway what I might be a little bit bitter because I'm short. Who knows? Anyway, he keeps mocking his height and says, Gable is an example that if you dream big and try hard, what a bitch, you come up short. See, this is why people get beat up. <laughs> and just like I said, Chad Gable attacks him, fucks up the throne, beats on Corbin with the scepter, rips up the cape. <laughs> Corbin is throwing to fit on the outside of the ring. Inside the ring, Gable's like, fuck your crown. And stomps on it. So the
0: fuck you get it. <laughs> so disrespectful. That's not the way you treat a king.
2: <laughs> fuck it is. Ain't never heard what happened to um, Marie Antoinette's husband? <laughs> oh, what is it? <laughs> Child I live. Fuck out of here. Anyway. Heavy machinery. Oh, I love the B-team. Tucker battles back with a lariat. He tags in big old Otis, who runs wild with clotheslines and a spinning slam. Otis fires up and dances, headbutts Dallas, and hits an overhead toss. Then the caterpillar follows, and the compactor finishes it. The compactor looks like it hurts everybody involved.
0: <laughs> um, they begin to transition Otis into a singles star.
2: I think he's the one. He's
0: got all the personality. He's he's not wearing the singlet no more. He had on tights.
2: Yeah, so he had on the. Um,
0: yeah, he had on the yeah just to not instead of the whole you know the onesie he didn't have the onesie on no more. He,
2: he had on pants. So he had on like a little swimsuit bottom.
0: Yeah, yeah, he had on regular yeah. trunks. Yeah, so he
2: that's had, what I thought. I thought I saw some thigh.
0: Okay. Yeah, yeah. So he's he's slowly making his way. Into being that's that, standing out, I
2: wonder. I wonder how that feels to be like that guy, and then I wonder can the other one? What's his name? Tucker. Tucker. Mm-hmm. I wonder if Tucker can make like Dawkins did. Like every time y'all used to talk about street profits, it was always, 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 always Binky's husband. Couldn't think of his name. Montez. Montez. It was. I got there, but you know, <laughs> Binky's husband was the first thing that came in my head, but. For, like, months and months and months, all y'all ever talked about was Montez. That's the guy. Oh, my God. That's the guy. But, like, slowly but surely, it started being more about Dawkins. Oh, he funny. Oh, I see. Oh, 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 oh. So I just wonder, oh, shit, James Bond is finding a big-ass snake. That's terrifying. <laughs> um, I just wonder if Tucker could make that same change as well. Like, could he, like, shock the system and be...
0: Like that guy, uh, the charisma. I, that's about to say. I don't know if he's got that charisma deep down in it. Like Enzo Dawkins has always had the charisma. He just never had a way to get it out of him, but he always had it in him. I don't even see it in Tucker. I've never seen it in him. Him and Enzo Dawkins have been in like, in NXT, like the two longest people.
2: Mm, and yeah, so Dawkins is like
0: the longest
2: that's crazy
0: yeah he's been in NAC like seven years or something like that yeah he's what had he's had all kinds of games it's like he was even running with Sasha Banks when she first came
2: Oh, that's mm. cute Um, oh and I'm done Daniel Bryan arrives and says the people chanting his name were the same that accused him of attacking wings we thought you did shut the fuck up he understands but says he's never lied to them he has been exonerated but wants to talk about Rowan first of all I don't know who hired the doppelganger so you are not exonerated at all but anyway he saw Rowan how special and talented he was and treated him like an equal and a friend Rowan arrives and says that Daniel Bryan needs to stop talking they aren't equals because Brian never let him talk he tried to make him a follower Brian didn't care about his feelings and he won't be disrespected Brian dares him to do something because Rowan can't do anything worse than betraying him and lying I just want to know what happened to Daniel Bryan who lied who was the lie who did it loves you because, like, you know, everybody don't like a liar, but you seem really like, mm-hmm. in your bag about it. But anyway, Harper attacks. The reins arrive, and Superman punches Eric Rowan and then hits the die the the Drive drive-by?
0: by yeah, I'm sorry. Drive-by, yeah. Drive-by. No,
2: you fine. You're fine. I didn't have to write it. It's fine. Harper cuts him mouth and whips him into the steps. Then they powerbomb Roman into the post and pull up the mask. Then they kick security's ass and slam them down on the exposed floor. Eric Rowan uses a piece of the barricade to take out Roman and they clear off the announce table, grab Daniel Bryan and work him over. Then they slam Daniel Bryan through the announce table and stand tall. I'm just saying, is the doppelganger going to be their third person? (laughs) Like... I'm not over it. Like, I thought I would get
0: over it. And I'm still not. <laughs> I was thinking that it was it wasn't going to be Luke Harper. It was going to be the Doppelganger, right? And then the, as it should be, right? And then this all makes sense as they go to you know he's helping them and they're destroying Daniel Bryan and and, and Roman, and then it leads to a tag team match, and then mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan turns on Roman in a tag team match, and it's like you know we had you fooled all along, ha, 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 ha. Mm. Scooby Doo style.
2: You know it's all about the meddling kids, but <laughs> people just won't be great.
0: Now that would be some Sting uh, trusting Ric Flair type <laughs> shit for the four hundred and ninety fifth time in WCW, <laughs> and they turned on him like really. <laughs> Uh, your thoughts on this week's edition of Smackdown, your rating?
2: Oh. Form for...
0: Oh, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, this shit was good. Yeah, mm-hmm. Even with Brock showing up and doing Brock things to go. Oh, through.
2: yeah. I forgot Brock was there. Three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I enjoyed this edition of SmackDown. I, actually, Raw and SmackDown were really good this week.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: They uh, Raw was going up against Monday Night Football, so football's bad. So that's the reason why, like the first thirty minutes are usually pretty really good. They have a lot of stuff up front, and then SmackDown, they were the lead in to the big news and the big show of the week, which was NXT. Debuting on the USA Network, Miss Didi Jone. I know you're not mm-hmm. a normal watcher of NXT, but did you tune into this edition on USA?
2: I did turn into the first hour. Okay, on USA.
0: Yes, I did. All right, so this will be good to get this feedback from you in real time because just normally it's just a solo effort here from me. But I felt like, hopefully, like I put on Twitter, hopefully everybody who follows us who really doesn't watch NXT more than just the takeovers. Hopefully they tuned into this and got a taste of what I've been watching for the last four years and uh, come back each and every week following. Uncle Paul Triple H opens the show with a great promo hyping the future. He says it's now and that this is NXT and he pulls the curtain back and we are in the NXT arena live at Full Sail University. Mar Ronaldo, the lead announcer of NXT, welcomes us to the show. And then we get it popping with the number one contenders match, Fatal 4-Way, between Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, Mia Yim, and Candice LeRae. Very significant. The very first person that we see who is a member of the NXT roster on the debut episode on USA... Evil Io Shirai and her (laughs) awesome-ass fucking gear and music. Her intro music is so fucking lit. Uh, This match was crazy. Uh, We get a spear by Bianca Belair. The KOD connects on Candice for a two-count as Mia Yim makes the save. Mia hits the protection neck and gets dumped to the floor. Io Shirai hits double knees on Candice and then gets tossed to the floor onto uh, Bianca Belair by Mia Yim. Me and Yim and Candice are up on the top rope. Candice hits a super poison Rana. Then she hits the lion saw. And Candice LeRae, Candice Wrestling, gets the win. And she is the new number one contender for Shayna Baszler's NXT women's title. This was a banger. Um... I loved everything about it. I love the look of NXT. They kind of changed it around a little bit. They took the stage down. So they just have kind of like they just walk out on like a flat uh, floor entrance. It looks like they have like a little bit more people in there. I like the way that it was lit. Um, they have the crowd dark and the ring lit up really well. So it focuses everything on the ring and not like the person in the 29th row picking their nose. You don't see what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. And then the very first big spot you see is Bianca Belair press slamming Candice LeRae and then hitting the handspring back moonsault. I thought everybody got a really good chance to shine in this match. Really good booking because the other three women have all had some type of title match against Shayna Baszler. Candice LeRae was the only woman who's not had a title match, so this is a fresh match. So I thought that was really good booking by uh, Triple H and those guys getting Candice LeRae into this position. So after the match, Shanna Baszler and her crew arrive and they have a face-off with Candice uh, t- going towards the uh, entranceway. Mm-hmm. Then we get a video package on Keith Lee and Donovan Dyakovich. And Donovan I can't say his name worth a damn. <laughs> it's Dyakovich, Shakovovich or whatever. They're going to face each other again next week. Uh, Then they hype up Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane, which is going to take place in the main event for Hour 2. Then we have Cameron Grimes versus Sean Maluta. If you blinked or looked down at your phone, you missed it. Because Cameron Grimes hits the running double stomp, and he gets the immediate pin over Sean Maluta. (laughs) Remember last week when I was talking about his gear... And how mm-hmm. he needs to step it up. Well, mm-hmm. I might have to reconsider that because I had a revelation and I found and it, and it came to me based off of actually hearing his ring song, his ring music.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He's supposed to be Ronnie Van Zant, the like the former lead singer, Leonard Skinner.
2: Oh, okay.
0: Because if you ever watch, if you ever see Leonard Skinner, they have those same hats and they always have that vest on. And then for some reason, I heard his music and it just clicked. And it was like, ah! Because he's from North Carolina. He's Southern. You know, Leonard Skinner was like, you know, the biggest Southern rock band in the 70s. It's like, mm-hmm. ah! He doesn't look so dumb with that hat on now. <laughs> Uh, we get a Damian Priest video package. And then we get the main event for hour one on the USA Network. Velveteen Dream versus Roderick Strong North American title match. The Undisputed Era arrives and they surround the ringside area at strong trade strikes with the Velveteen Dream. We get a big backdrop by the Velveteen Dream. And then we get a ref bump. The Dream Valley driver follows. Velveteen Dream fights off the Undisputed Era, but Roderick Strong hits the end of Heartache, and Velveteen Dream kicks out at two. Dream musters up strength and he hits another Dream Valley driver. He heads up top for the purple rainmaker, but Adam Cole super kicks the Dream off the top. Roderick Strong hits the end of heartache, and Roderick Strong gets the three count to become the new. NXT North American Champion and the prophecy has been fulfilled. The Undisputed Era have all the titles, the tag team titles, the North American title and the NXT World Championship in their possession. This was a hell of a match. Hate that Mm -hmm. it had to be. Velveteen Dream that took the L, but everybody knew the prophecy was going to be fulfilled. Just didn't know when, but it is here now, Undisputed Era, clearly positioned as the lead dogs in NXT. So they're going to be the people who are going to be setting the pace basically in the fight against AEW in a couple of weeks because they're going to be featured in in all the big matches and and all the big programs. Uh, We get a big graphic that tells us that Candace LeRae versus Shayna Baszler will take place in two weeks, which means mm. that they will be going head to head with the inaugural show from AEW. Yeah. Now, for something that is new to me, new to everyone, we have a second hour of NXT. <laughs> that was weird because usually the only me about like, seven minutes to take these notes today it took like 15 or 20 Um, <laughs> but the second hour like I said last week take, took place on the network well wouldn't you know it everybody was so interested in the USA version that they all went over to the network at the same time and it crashed so most people be- <laughs> remember when I told you last week it wasn't smart Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why it wasn't smart because you got everybody all into it and now all these people coming over to the network that's already wonky as fuck to begin with since they upgraded it. So it took people about 30 minutes to get in to the actual network so they could watch the second hour from the beginning. Our first match Pete Dunn versus Arturo Ruas. Dunn stomps away at Ruas. Locks on the triangle, but Ruaz counters out and hits a German 4-2 count. Dunn cuts off Ruaz with an enziguri, and the triangle follows. He snaps the fingers, and Ruaz has to tap. Uh, This was cool because Arturo Ruaz is like a jiu-jitsu guy. He does uh, capoeira as well. So he has a really funky style. Mm-hmm. And uh, it messed really well with Pete Dunn. This was a really cool match. Hard hitting, a lot of fun. Um, Arturo Ruiz wrestles barefooted. So at one point, Pete Dunn did the finger snap to his toes. Very oh. innovative offense by Pete Dunn. Uh, we get a Dakota Kai video package. She's coming back next week. Aaliyah faced off against Zaylee. Zaylee hits a drop kick, and then she hits the Robinson special to get the quick win over Aaliyah. Bartell, <laughs> Wolf, and Fabian Eichner of NXT UK arrive and kick hey. the shit out of this young black dude. Uh, his name was like Denzel Cornet or some shit, but for <laughs> the sake of my notes, Denzel kick pads the crowd wants walter but the european bomb lays out denzel kick pads instead walter then finally comes out to the light of the crowd walter says that they are imperial walter says that the mat is sacred and they are here to restore honor to it and from today on those who disrespect that tradition they will answer to him that's when kushida arrives and says that this was his time and now that they're on his time, they belong to him. He attacks Imperium until Walter cuts him off. Walter goes to like snatch him up and like some type of like power slam or choke slam or something. And Kashida just like dropped out of his. He wears like a um, t shirt. He had like a t shirt and that uh, Marty McFly vest. So he just like drops down and comes out of it and just like you know. So Walter's just holding the clothes. And then he gives Walter like a kick. And then he realizes like, oh, shit, they're about to get the best of me. And he gets out of the ring before they can attack him. So <laughs> a really interesting um, thing with Kushida and Walter, um, just because, you know, we really haven't seen a lot of Kushida. He had a little thing with Drew Gulak. And then we've had some uh, videos where we haven't really seen him in the ring. I think he did some things down on 205 Live for a couple of weeks. But uh, this is the first time he's really been back in NXT in about a month, a month and a half. And to put him up against Walter, mm, very, very interesting. Next up, we had a Cruiserweight number one contenders match. As Oni Lorcan faced off against Leo Rush. He's back, mm-hmm. y'all. Oni Lorcan applies to F- STF. Leo fades and then fires up and crosses to the ropes as the crowd rallies for him. Lorcan is pissed. Leo fires back with a flurry. Leo slaps Oni Lorcan. Then Oni Lorcan repeatedly slaps Leo and then runs into a Spanish fly. Leo rushed and heads up top and he hits the big frog splash and he gets the win. So good to see Leo rush back in action. He's going to get a Cruiserweight Championship match against Drew Gulak in the future. He did this really cool move though. Where Oni Lorkin was throwing him like he's going to throw him like out of the ring. And somehow this mug, Leo Rush, bounced like off the bottom rope, like in between the bottom rope yeah. and the middle rope, bounced back and then caught Oni Lorkin with a stunner. That shit was hot. Yeah, I saw a
2: gift
0: of that. I was like, oh, OK. <laughs> yeah, it looked like it, he was on a string. Looked like it was some Matrix shenanigans the way mm-hmm. he bounced back like that, but yeah, it was really good. So hopefully this is a um, you know step in the right direction for Leo Rush. He's back down in NXT, um, away from the main roster and, and all that grind. <laughs> and uh, hopefully you know he can keep his mind right, stay focused, and do some great things uh, in two hundred five live and NXT. So good to see Leo Rush. Glad to hear that he's in a good place. He Picked up a good win. This was a good match, hard hitting, lots of action. Um, really go back and check it out just to see that stunner that Leo Rush did. It's worth worth the time watching the match. Main event Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane in a street fight. They brought backstage, then outside, Killian Dane slams Riddle into the side of a semi truck. Walter is there. And he attacks Riddle as Imperium joins in until the Street prophets and the Forgotten Sons join into the brawl. And then, like, everybody on the roster was, like, brawling who was there. It was just a big-ass <laughs> fight. Uh, Dane and Riddle brawl back into the arena along with all the others. Uh, Riddle tackles Dane until security separates them. Riddle starts suplexing security guards as the, we get a mass brawl in the ring. Killian Dane fellows with a suicide dive onto the pile of bodies to close out the show. So yeah, this was just like, I don't know, like 20 guys just fighting. Various people just fighting around the outside of the building, inside the building, around the ring. This was wild. Uh, This was real wild. So continues the theme of Killian Dane and Matt Riddle wrestling and nobody winning. They just dissolve every match into yeah, and just into a brawl so that was two hours of NXT on the big time stage one hour on USA the first hour on USA was so good starting off with that women's uh, four way match just showed the talent that they have in the women's division Uh, it's always been one of the strongest parts of NXT and nothing has changed the main event I know a lot of everybody especially listens here totally upset that the Dream lost his North American title, that Kofi's going to lose his uh, WWE title, and all the champions are going to be white again going into uh, the new era on Fox and everything. But you knew it was going to happen. It was just a matter of time before the, uh, the era got the titles. Sets up really cool war games, but I'll, I wonder who it's going to be against. So can't wait mm. for November to come around and uh, we see what that's gonna come into I do have one programming note before we do get into the shout outs so thank you to end the show yes please go watch the Sasha Banks Chronicle uh, it basically is the story of why she left and she kind of goes through the reasons that prompted her to take the sabbatical and kind of what she did during the sabbatical and um, you know uh, uh, she talks about how uh, things started kind of turning for her when Paige got hurt
4: mm-hmm.
0: and you know how negative the people were on Twitter and things like that and it just kind of got her in a bad place and then it just he couldn't get out of it. And uh she just talks about how she was at WrestleMania and she wasn't feeling it and she was just like just going through the motions and she was just like, Yeah, I gotta I gotta get out. And she was like, she kinda went to her husband and was like, Hey, I gotta I think I'm gonna quit for a minute and he didn't stop her. And then she went to Bailey and told Bailey the same thing, and when Bailey didn't try to stop her and was like, Yeah, you probably need to She's like, Mm. yeah, I I was definitely going to do it. So, you know, it kind of goes through, you know, her trials and tribulations, but just kind of she says she lost herself. She said that, you know, she she was like, it was cool to hear people call me by my real name. She was like, I haven't heard Mm. people call me by my real name in like seven years. She was like, you know, Mm. she's like she lost herself and so she just kind of needed to find herself and she said you know she was depressed and had a really big funk and she said the time away was really good because she got to do a lot of things that she had been missing and you know got a chance to find herself and then it goes through her dark period and then it kind of shows her as she comes back and starts making her comeback and uh, follows her through the day when she shows up on Monday Night Raw and, and things like that. So it's really, really good program, really good insight into why she needed to to step away and take that time off. Hmm. What, what's really interesting to me is that when she said that she needed to hear her real name, it was good to hear her real name. And that might be the difference between a wrestler today and a wrestler from 30 years ago. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think that Richard Fleer exists anymore. It is all Rick Oh, yeah.
4: You know what I'm saying? True, true. Yeah. Whatever
0: Roddy Piper's real name was, I don't think he exists anymore. It's Roddy Piper or Dusty Rhodes or, you know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. Steve Austin. You know what I'm saying? Steve Williams don't exist anymore. It is Steve Austin, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whereas maybe if you're the Undertaker, it's a lot easier to kind of like separate the two, you know what I'm saying because of all the garb and get up and you know the whatever. Yeah. But, you know, if you're, you know, Shawn Michaels, when you're living that lifestyle, I mean, you're Shawn Michaels, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, And I don't think that those guys ever turned it off or ever learned how to turn it off or, you know, ever maybe didn't want to turn it off. Whereas it seems like maybe wrestlers today are kind of like, hey, um, when I'm at work, I'm this guy. And then, you know, when I'm off work, I'm this person, you know?
2: Yeah, I think also they kind of have to. There's too much social media to be that person all the time. Like when Ric Flair was Ric Flair all the time. There were no pictures of it. There was nobody shoving a camera in his face. Well, there were. But it wasn't like it is now. It's like now they don't get any rest anywhere they go. And so they have to be on and they have to do it. So if you are trying to keep them separated, it's much more difficult.
0: Right. right, Much, much more difficult. And that kind of sounds like that's what she was dealing with, that You know, she'd been and I'm pretty sure that her booking, uh, she didn't she didn't necessarily say this as far as in the document documentary, but I'm pretty sure the way that she had been booked and the way and the way that, you know, she thought that she was going to be have a chance to kind of establish the tag team titles and then they kind of snatched that out from under. I'm pretty sure all of that led to a big reason why, too, but she didn't really. Satan. Well,
2: yeah it's, it's it's still a wwe product
0: right like you right. know
2: they're not gonna have her say y'all treated the title like bullshit and you gave it to people who didn't deserve it and it pissed me off and it stressed me out it exacerbated all these other things i had like she never gonna do that right. even if we all know that that's exactly what was a contributing factor not necessarily
0: mm-hmm.
2: even the the big thing but definitely a thing
0: right So, like I said, good programming note. Check that out. Uh, It's probably about, like, 30 minutes, maybe 35 minutes. It's not too long. Yeah. Also, if you're a fan of AEW and you want to get excited about the TV show, they have announced the name. It is called Wednesday Night Dynamite. The hashtag that you guys voted on will be hashtag DynamiteCast. So, we'll be using that on October 2nd. Um... Please go watch the Road to TNT uh, little episodes they have on YouTube. Um, They have Tony Schiavone doing the Control Center like back in the day, WWF, WCW. Uh, but they have MJF, uh, Maxwell Jacob Freeman cut this amazing promo in like the first like two minutes of the new one. Check it out. This dude is like 23 years old, 22 years old. He is so good. Like AEW is so lucky that they have him because if he was on NXT, he would be a super duper star in like five minutes. Mm. Yeah, he is really talented. He's really good. He can talk. Oh my gosh, his promos are amazing. And uh, if, if AEW continues with their kind of let their performers do their own promos, Yeah, he's going to kill it every week. So, check out the Road to TNT episodes on uh, YouTube, on the All Elite Wrestling uh, YouTube page. Check that out. Some really good stuff. Really cool content. I like the way it's shot. And uh, they usually have some really strong episodes. So, please check that out. All right, Miss D.D. Jonet, before my dogs get to uh, acting up (laughs) too much because it's a late night and they need to go out, your shout outs and thank yous.
2: Shout out to me because it's still my birthday. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to Greg and the babies.
0: Oh, where'd you go? Oh, are you there? You broke uh-huh. up. You have to redo your you have to do redo all your shout outs because technology was not being kind to
2: you. Oh that's bullshit. Shout out to me. Nah. I quit. Shout out to me. No. <laughs> shout out to me. All
0: right. I'd like to give a shout-out to Miss Didi Jonay. Give a shout-out to Samuel Kalunga for joining us tonight. It's always good to talk to Sam. Give a shout-out to Greg. Give a shout-out to Classic. Give a shout-out to everybody here on the CSPN. Give a shout-out to The Glow and everybody who uses the hashtags Rawcast, SmackDownMatters, and NXTcast. The live tweets with us, shares our commentary with color. We definitely appreciate it. Remember to rate and review the podcast on iTunes or through whatever... Uh, podcast app or a site you listen to the show on five stars would be the best thank you very much don't forget about the Patreon page you can support the WrestleCast by becoming a member on our Patreon page we do have multiple tiers we have a $1 tier a $3 tier and a $5 tier if you Uh, start at the $3 tier or the $5 tier, you will gain access to the Dark Match which are the pre- and post-show conversations that take place between the WrestleCast and Cast of Strong Style so you can hear some additional thoughts on wrestling and just life in general Uh, again starting on October 2nd all our AEW reviews will be taking place on the Dark Match, so if you want to hear our thoughts and our Reviews of everything AEW, please subscribe to the Dark Match over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. And on that note, for my SmackDown Matters correspondent, Miss Didi Jonay, and our raw cast journalist, Mr. Samuel Kalunga, I'm your host, Don DeLaRente. This has been episode 255 of the WrestleCast. Please stay tuned for the Parting Promo.
5: Really, Kevin?
0: You know what? You
5: know what, Kevin? I can see this is no coincidence how all of a sudden I get served. You're here in the audience. So why don't we kind of cut the shenanigans and why don't you come in the ring, security, let him in the ring, get him a mic, okay? And we can talk about what I'm holding in my hand face to face because you obviously have something to say. Get him a mic. Let him over. Let him over. Hey, 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 hey. Let him over. We'll slow it down, guys. Huh? Get him a mic. Huh? Get him a mic. Let him in the ring. Let him in the ring. Really, Kevin? You know what, guys? This is going to be all right. Because we're going to talk about something. You guys can step out. Step out. i got to talk man on man. Really? What you guys don't know is what I'm holding in my hand after just glancing at it is the largest wrongful termination lawsuit in history. Where is if Kevin Owens wins, he would be awarded Twenty-five million dollars. That's a very big number, Kevin. Very big, and you were obviously
6: swimming where you shouldn't be swimming right now. Kevin, I look at you. You know, you want me to talk? Maybe you should shut your stupid mouth and listen, you dumbass. Oh, really? You know why? Because ever since I came out here several weeks ago, and I. I I said out loud what everybody's been thinking about you for years, which is that you have ruined Smackdown by making it your personal playground You you, You've been targeting me. You've tried to make my life a living hell One example after SummerSlam you find me $100,000 for beating the hell out of your crooked referee Elias yet What happened, you're right, I shouldn't have put my hand on an official, right? What happened last week when I was the referee for your match against Chad Gable? Let me see, oh, you couldn't get the job done, and then you attacked me from behind like a coward. You laid your hands on an official, which is exactly what you find me for. You fired me. On the grounds that I was being insubordinate Insubordinate See, that's where my case rests That's where my case lays Is the fact that I wasn't being insubordinate Actually, it was quite the opposite Because that fine you you held over That $100,000 fine Over my head for weeks And finally last week I I swallowed my pride I, I, I thought of what was best for my family And as sick as it made me to do it I did exactly what you wanted me to do I tried to help you. I tried to help you beat Chad Gable, and you still couldn't do it. You lost. You know why? Because you tapped out. You tapped out. You tapped out. You. I've tried to reason with you. I've tried to fight you. Last week, I even tried to help you. But now, now all I want to do is is hurt you, but I finally realized that the best way to do that is hit you where it hurts the most, and that is your wallet and your pride, so Shane, make no mistake about it, this is about a lot more than money, I have a case, and you know it, I can see it in your face, I have a legitimate case. But I guess you didn't read those papers very thoroughly because it's not just about taking millions of dollars away from you, which is going to feel great, but there's another clause in there. And that's when I win, I get to come back here, stand in the middle of this ring, and look at you dead in the eyes in front of the entire WWE Universe and say, Shane McMahon YOU'RE FIRED